Good afternoon and welcome to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. It is Tuesday, New Hampshire Primary Tuesday, the 23rd day of January 2023. It is around 4 p.m. Central Time, which means it's 5 or so in the Eastern Time Zone, which means there's only about two more hours in parts of New Hampshire, three more hours in other parts of New Hampshire, until the New Hampshire primary ends. Nine out of ten of the polls that I have looked at this afternoon, earlier in the day, are showing Donald Trump with a 20 to 30 point lead over Nikki Haley. And none of the networks are reporting on the percentage of write-in Joe Biden ballots. So we won't know until probably late into the evening whether the let's write in Joe Biden's name on the Democratic ticket is working. I hope all the Democrats in New Hampshire panic and write in Joe Biden's name. Or let's say half of them and the other half vote for someone who did not insult them, did not slap them in the face, did not ignore them as voters, and go ahead and vote for Dean Phillips. The problem in New Hampshire, in case you're not familiar with New Hampshire state politics, I am, their primary, which used to be the first in the nation, got shunned by the Democrat National Committee this year. The Democratic National Committee says, nah, New Hampshire's not important. We want Nikki Haley. So we're going to push the South Carolina primary to be the first primary in the nation. And she used to be the governor there. And she was Donald Trump's pick for ambassador. So we know she's got a great shot at defeating Donald Trump in South Carolina. So they put all of their eggs, all of their primary eggs into the South Carolina ballot. And it has and is backfiring. It has backfired. It is backfiring. It will backfire. Okay. In New Hampshire, if I am registered as a Republican, I don't have to vote for a Republican in the primary. I can cast my vote for a Democrat if I want to, just to disrupt the Democrat ticket. Conversely, if I am a registered Democrat in the state of New Hampshire, and my Joe Biden candidate is not on the ballot anyway, I can switch my vote as a Democrat and go ahead and vote for a Republican. And the urging was, the begging, the pleading was, hey, Democrats, don't worry about Joe Biden being on the ballot in New Hampshire. Make damn sure you vote for Nikki Haley so we can embarrass Donald Trump in the Granite State. That was the message that was sent. Did you know that 44% of New Hampshire voters register as independent? 44%. 28% register as Republicans. 28% register as Democrats. Which means those 44% who are all Northeastern United States, Eastern Seaboard liberals at heart, don't wish to identify as Democrats because they're too embarrassed to do so. The hope in the Nikki Haley camp is that those who are independents, who still worry about their own finances, which they see as B 
being adversely affected by Bidenomics. Those who identify as independents in New Hampshire who see the crisis at the southern border created by Joe Biden, but they can't stand Donald Trump. The hopes in the Nikki Haley camp is that those independents, no matter how liberal they may lean ordinarily, are obvious witness to what Joe Biden has done to this nation and that they will throw their votes behind the moderate Nikki Haley. The problem is in New Hampshire, there's a lot of old people living there. There's a lot of middle-class folks living in New Hampshire who are getting close to what they thought was retirement age. And Nikki Haley is proposing raising the age at which you can receive your social security benefits to 70, 72, and maybe even higher. This is obviously very bad for people thinking about retiring, thinking about collecting their social security. If Nikki Haley is elected your president, you can kiss a social security check at age 65 goodbye. Most certainly you'll be able to kiss the 62 and a half, 63 or 64 age social security check goodbye because there will not be a social security check waiting for you. No matter how much you contributed to social security during your life, no matter how hard you worked, no matter how much money you put into the system, and the promise throughout your life was at age 65 you can retire and start collecting on the money you put into the system, Nikki Haley, if elected president, is going to find a way to change Social Security so that you won't get it. And if your life expectancy, your family history, your family tree shows folks in your family dying at 64, 65, 66 years old, too bad, so sad. It is your own doing if you elect Nikki Haley. If you are in the Granite State and you have not yet cast your ballot in the primary and you're listening to this program, I highly urge you to think, to research, to read, to look into Nikki Haley before you make a rash decision that will adversely affect your Social Security going into your retirement years. Trust me on this, it ain't looking good for you if Haley gets into the White House. Nikki Haley was asked on the Fox News channel by one of the female reporters, if you don't do well in New Hampshire, if you lose, you lose badly, which is what the polls are saying, are you getting out? Are you gone? She says, no, we're not getting out. Which tells me that she, like Chris Christie, is really a rhino, a Republican in name only, looking out of some vindictiveness in her heart for a reason to disparage and bash and hurt the candidacy of the people's choice, Donald Trump. To dilute the amount of campaign cash that would otherwise be donated to Donald Trump by keeping herself in a losing proposition race. After New Hampshire, Nikki Haley's next big test will be in her home 
state, her home state of South Carolina, where she was the governor. And she pushed forward back when she was the governor, a young black African American, 13% hyphenated minority man named Tim Scott into the U.S. Senate, appointed him to a Senate seat. And then he got reelected and reelected. And he is supporting Donald Trump for president. Even after Donald Trump bashed Ron DeSantis, called him DeSanctimonious and other names, Ron DeSantis refuses to back Nikki Haley, the dark horse, the losing proposition. The woman who gets very flustered when you ask her a question and she starts that I'm a bitch and I'm going to tell you how it is mentality. She does not have the temperament to be a leader. There's been a move amongst Indian Americans, dots, not feathers. Indian born people from India and descendants of people from India who, by the way, don't make up a very large percentage of our population. Indian Americans are now realizing, oh my goodness, Krishna, did you know that Nikki Haley is of Indian descent? Did you know that our parents were coming into this country from India? Oh, we must try and support behind Nikki Haley now. Do not worry about Joe Biden. Do not worry about Donald Trump. We must vote for Nikki Haley because our parents are from India and we must all stick together. I don't think it's going to do very much. Nikki Haley will be going into her home state of South Carolina after she loses tonight. And if she loses by only one point to Donald Trump, she's still a loser. Because first place is and always will be first place. And second place will only be a silver medal. Nikki Haley, who spends her time like poor Chris Christie, whining and crying and pissing and moaning and bitching because Donald Trump didn't pick her for vice president and only made her an ambassador to the UN, she wants some revenge against the Donald. Donald Trump, in my opinion, did not choose the right vice president the first go-round. Mike Pence, never a leader, just a guy who seemed to be safe at the time, has also turned on his former president. But look at all of the candidates who had all of the support of Republicans around the country that were embarrassed, ashamed, or just didn't agree with Donald Trump's brashness. All of those candidates, with the exception of Nikki Haley and Chris Christie, the fat little crybaby, they're all throwing their support behind Donald Trump. Why? Because like him or hate him as a person, as a personality, Donald Trump managed for three and a half short years of his four-year term to make America great again. He did this despite having Democrats running the House and the Senate. He did this despite having the willing cronies of the Democratic political party in the mainstream leftist, progressive, woke, liberal, slimeball news media come up with fake charges, 
false allegations, phony accusations, dossiers bought and paid for by his political rival, Hillary Rotten Clinton, accusations of this and that and the other. Donald Trump was quoted in New Hampshire as saying, keep the indictments coming. The more they indict, the higher my numbers go in the polls. It was unbelievable to hear him say that, but it's a fact. Every single one of the sham indictments against Donald Trump on now some 91 different counts in five different lawsuits brought by highly biased, liberal, progressive, woke Democratic Party prosecutors in Democratic Party-run states. Every time an indictment popped against Donald Trump, his polling numbers skyrocketed and remain high. Time will tell. We're ticking now down to roughly two hours from the closing of the primary, the beginning of the closing of the primary in New Hampshire. Three hours in some of the cities that allow their polls to remain open until 8 o'clock. I think Nikki Haley is in for a rude awakening. Now, if you watch CNN, if you watch MSNBC, if you watch CBS, if you watch CNBC, if you watch ABC, if you watch NBC, if you watch HLN, you're going to see the spin put on tonight's performance. They're going to try and make you believe that if Nikki Haley loses to Donald Trump by only 25% or 20 or 15, that it's a huge victory for her campaign. But I want you to understand, when two ball teams get together, whether it's baseball, basketball, football, soccer, tennis, two opposing teams get on the field of battle, only one of them can win. And whether you win by a point in overtime or whether you win by 35 points in a landslide, a win is a win and a loss is a loss. And if Nikki Haley loses by only one point, which I don't see happening, in New Hampshire, it is still a loss. So then, when picking for the championships in many sports, you have to look at the overall season record, strength of opponents, and the statistics involved in the record that you set during the regular season, right? I mean, anyone who follows sports knows this truth. You then look at, well, the Saints had a really weak schedule this year and they still only managed to win X number of games. The Browns, with the same record, had a much stronger schedule of opponents. So therefore, the, the nod goes to the Browns. I'm just using that as an example. When you look at the decisive 30-some-odd point victory that Donald Trump wagered against many opponents in the Iowa caucuses last week and still came out double digits ahead of his nearest competitor, 52% voting for Trump, 22% for DeSantis, 19 or so, 20% for Haley. Even if you add up 
Haley and DeSantis, Trump still beat the both of them in double digits. That's strength of schedule at work. But the media, as I'm telling you, NBC, ABC, CBS, HLN, MSNBC, CNBC, CNN, all of those liberal news outlets are going to try and spin the results of tonight's New Hampshire primary to suit their needs. And their number one need is to keep Nikki Haley in the race so that her supporters becoming fewer and fewer by the moment, will keep pouring more money into her campaign, thus keeping money out of Donald Trump's campaign. In the end, they say the one with the most toys wins, or the one with the most money wins, and the hopes are in Democrat land, in the mainstream leftist liberal progressive media land, keep the toys out of Trump's chest by giving toys to Nikki Haley. If you can't see that, you don't know politics. That's their goal. That's their hope. That's their ambition. That's their drive, their desire. So, keep an eye on your television screen. If you have picture-in-picture like I do, and in Studio 63, I'm fortunate to have four television screens and one, two, three, four, five, six computers operating at any one moment. I can keep an eye on all of the major news networks while sitting at my desk behind the plastic Truth Hurts program Studio 63 microphone. Now right now you might hear the background noise. I'm driving from the state capital of Louisiana, Bayou Country. I'm driving from Baton Rouge to New Orleans right now after a long day of doing the people's work. So I don't have access to all of that information while I'm behind the wheel. It's only about a 45-minute drive, give or take, depending on traffic. And with a major storm system getting ready to move into the area, I'm driving at 75 miles an hour in a misty rain on a three-lane section of the interstate. So I'm keeping my distance from the car in front of me, trying not to ride alongside of the big rig in the center lane next to me as I try to pass as many people as possible in a safe and orderly manner. But you didn't need to hear that. What you do need to hear, though, is the fact that the media in the tank for Joe Biden has completely ignored for the three years and two days that Biden has been the president, supposedly, they've ignored his gaffes, his flubs, his lies, his stumbles, trips, and falls, his inability to string two coherent sentences together, even if he's reading them from a cue card, a teleprompter, or listening to someone in his earpiece. The media has ignored all of his screw-ups, his lies, his gaffes, his manufactured versions of history, his fake stories about corn pop and all the other crap that Joe Biden has tried to put us through. The media has ignored all of that. And yet this week, Donald Trump did what I did on this very program before I went back and caught it. And because my program isn't live all the time, 
sometimes I have the ability to go back and edit a cough or a sneeze or a flub. Joe Biden has called Donald Trump president two times in one press conference, even though Donald Trump is the former president. And yet the media ignored that, but they could not wait. Oh, they were salivating, wringing their hands, wiping the drool from their chins when Donald Trump made a slight error the other day in the heat of a campaign speech, and he called Nikki Haley Nancy Pelosi. Freudian slip? Maybe it was intentional. Many of Nikki Haley's mannerisms, patterns of speech, name-calling, and subterfuge resemble naughty, nasty, Nazi Nancy Pelosi. Perhaps, if you think about it, when Donald Trump called Nikki Nancy or Nancy Nikki, he was speaking about two similar animals, animals of a similar breed, like calling a boxer a bulldog or a bulldog a boxer. It happens. The media couldn't wait to jump on that. Is Donald Trump's mental faculties beginning to fail? Donald Trump mix up Democrat Nancy Pelosi with Republican Nikki Haley. This could be a sign of a weakening mental faculty and possible dementia of Donald Trump. They couldn't wait. I say, looking back on it and listening to that particular mistake, misspoken phrase, that's what they call it when Biden does it, but looking back and listening, perhaps it was intentional in nature to compare Nikki Haley to Nancy Pelosi. They share so many common traits besides vaginas, hair color, stature, the whole package. In fact, if Nikki Haley weren't supposedly a Republican, a rhino, I would think her and Nancy probably would get along. <laughs> Remember, many Republicans or people who identify as Republican only do so because they couldn't win on the Democratic side of a ticket. Perhaps their views were just slightly to the right of a Democrat. And the progressive, woke liberals in their party, well, let's just say they wouldn't have voted for that Republican in name only if they were on the Democrat ticket. And sometimes just by putting an R behind your name, some Republicans will vote based on name recognition plus the letter R and not research the candidate into their positions, into their political history, their voting history, their public support of certain prospects, certain positions. Just think about that. I want to move past New Hampshire because we are closely coming to the end of that primary. And according to nine out of ten polling organizations that I saw just before I left this afternoon for a trip to the state capital of Louisiana, Donald Trump was up by more than just double digits. He was up by 20 percentage points or more in 9 out of 10. And only a very liberal-leaning 
three-letter polling organization who shall remain nameless because I don't want to get sued. Only one polling organization had Nikki Haley behind Donald Trump in single digits. Oh, and that single digit was one. Some, the margin of error, according to some of the liberal mainstream woke press, said that that put her within one point of victory against Donald Trump in New Hampshire. On an earlier edition of the Truth Hurts program today, I mentioned the small little hamlet of Dixville Notch, New Hampshire. A teeny tiny little town with a population, I think, of about six or maybe 12. I'm not sure which. A bunch of progressive, liberal, woke people decided, let's get together and all six of us get up at midnight and walk to the polls in Dixville Notch, New Hampshire, and we'll all cast our vote for Nikki Haley. That'll show the media, that'll show the Republicans that we're all in support of Nikki Haley. First primary ballot results are in and Nikki Haley wins unanimous support of the six. One, two, three, four, five, six residents of Dixville Notch, New Hampshire. Whoop-de-doo, the whole rest of the state is in play. And according to exit polls and video evidence of people leaving the polls shouting, I voted for Trump. Yay, four more years of Donald Trump. Let's make America great again. You saw no one with a, ooh, we love Nikki sign. No one with a Biden hat. I think, and if I'm wrong, I'll apologize, but I believe that nine out of 10 polls which show President Donald Trump, a man who was robbed of his second four-year term when Joe Biden was supposedly elected, I think that Donald Trump will end up prevailing, not only in New Hampshire, but in South Carolina, and if the election is held freely and fairly and without interference within the Democratic political party or from foreign sources, I do believe Donald Trump will prevail and get four more years in the White House. Now this leads me to ask a very important question. Do the Democrats realize they effed up by selecting Joe Biden the last go-round? After now seeing how he has destroyed the economy, no matter how much they lie to you and tell you that the economy is doing great. By the way, all of the leading economic indicators right now, not to mention the massive hundreds of thousands of people who have been laid off in the last month of December, with more expected to be laid off this month, January and February and March, after being lied to for three years about Bidenomics supposedly being a good thing, do you think the Democratic political party are slapping themselves in the head saying, damn, we should have just let Donald get four more years and get it over with? Or do you think they really, truly, in their hearts, believe that Biden is doing well? If so, they have mental problems. But then again... The Democratic political party is the same party with the mental problem, the mental illness, 
that they actually believe there are more than two genders. I propose this. A demand by the federal government that every human being on the face of the United States of America's property be required to go out in the middle of the street and pull down their pants. Everyone. You, me, the guy next to you, the girl next to him. Every single American should be required today, like the census in the Bible that required Joseph and Mary to go back to Bethlehem to register for the census and be counted. Every single American should have to go up right now, pull down their pants, and show their genitals, and therefore be marked as what gender they are. By the way, out of 332 million American citizens and the 111, 112 million illegals that are here, that the government refuses to admit to such a high number, I promise you, there will only be penises or vaginas, and in a rare number, less than 150, I would imagine, people altogether, hermaphrodites who have a little from column A and a little from column B, maybe a small enlarged uh, clitoris and a vagina on the same body, I would venture to say, sorry for being graphic, my friends, that if every single American were required right now to drop trow, pull down their pants, you would only find two genders, males and females. But that'll never happen. Anyway, folks, I've run out of time for this crazy edition of the Truth Hurts program. Go out there and make it a great day, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye for now. <laughs> Copyright 2024, the Truth Hurts program. All rights reserved.